Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the bet on head to bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Maria podcast. For win and break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, going to talk about the Niners, their upcoming week 14 matchup against the Seahawks for a betting perspective, but we're going to any of that. Do want to recap what happened last week, both for the Niners and for our betting picks. Starting off with our picks, we did very well. Ended up sweeping as we had the Niners to cover the spread, and we had the over in the game against Philly. And as for the Niners, they won easily as they beat Philly by 23 points. So overall, a great week for us and for the Niners because now they are 9-3. and three. They look right now like the best team in the entire league, and they beat the best record in the league by 20-plus points on the road. So uh, San Francisco... Played, I don't want to say a perfect game, but close to it, as they were able to dominate from basically the second quarter onward. And as for Seattle, this team has not exactly been playing good football lately, as Seattle has lost each of the last three games. Seattle did lose on Thursday night last week against the Cowboys. Fun game, lost 41-35, to had the ball the shot to potentially win the game, and then they turned it over on downs, because they did not block Micah Parsons on the most important play of the season. But anyway... Point is, Niners did their part, so we ended up winning both our picks there. Hopefully, we'll do the same in Week 14. But before we actually get into the betting picks, we do want to preview the actual matchup in itself. We're going to start off with what happened from a statue perspective in Week 13. Starting off with the Niners' win over Philly. I said before that they dominated the last three quarters. They were outscored 6-0 in the first quarter, and then outscored Philly 42-13 to in the final three quarters. So to go through the stat line here, Purdy was fantastic as Purdy ended up having 314 passing yards and four touchdowns with no picks, QBR of 82.1. He was sacked two times, though. McCaffrey was solid as he had 93 yards and a touchdown on the ground, and Debo Samuel had 22 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well. Besides that, for the receiving core, Debo went nuts at 116 yards and two touchdowns, so Debo ended up having three touchdowns as a whole. Kittle was good as he had 68 yards on four catches. Eilick had a touchdown, a diving catch there in the second quarter uh, as he finished with 46 yards and a touchdown and Juwan Jennings had a four, had 44 yards and a touchdown McCaffrey contributing 40 receiving yards in there with no touchdown to go through the defense they were very good against Jalen Hurts Hurts didn't have any interceptions but he really struggled for most of the game and Hurts's final stat line of 298 passing yards and one touchdown was extremely inflated by garbage time as he basically did nothing for most of the game but to go through Hurts's numbers I just said before he had one touchdown QBR of 40.5. Did have a rushing touchdown, though, uh, with the tush-push 
But to go through the rest of the ground game for Philly, did absolutely nothing as Swift had six carries for 13 yards. For the receiving core, A.J. Brown was great early on in the game, especially in the first quarter. Then quietly kind of was phased out of the game by the Niners' defense, but A.J. Brown still had eight catches for 114 yards. Devontae Smith had 96 yards and a touchdown, and you saw Kenneth uh, Gainwell have 42 yards. Quez Watkins had 28 yards, and then a couple of other players or running backs who contributed a couple of checkdowns or potential garbage time plays. Besides that, though, to go through the defense for the Niners, I did mention before they did record three sacks. You saw Kinwall get two of them, and you also ended up seeing uh, Kalia Davis record the other one. But the Eagles, despite getting buried, did not turn the ball over. So nothing else to really recap from a defensive perspective, but they outgained Philly 456 to 333. Once again, pretty garbage time heavy for those yards for the Eagles. So it was really just domination for most of the game, as the Niners were able to win that game once again in route to what potentially could be a... I'd say an NFC championship game uh, battle between those two teams and the Niners passed the test with flying colors as they were able to go into Philly and win comfortably. I am going to mention, though, that Greenlaw did get ejected midway through the game after he was arguing with the Eagles, uh, I think it was head of security, and they ended up having a little bit of a shouting match. Greenlaw kind of threw a hand, didn't really punch him, but kind of poked him in the face, and he got ejected. But either way, the Niners won easily, and hopefully that's the case once again here in week 14. As for the as for the uh, Seahawks, though, do want to point out that the Seahawks did play a lot better offensively because the Niners shut them down on Thanksgiving night as they only scored 13 points in that game. And they only scored 16 points at home uh, on the road, I mean, against the Rams. So in a dome, only scored 16. They scored 35 against Dallas and they still lost. So to go through those numbers, Geno played well for the most part. Didn't really do enough with the final couple of drives he was given, but he finished with 334 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. You saw Charbonnet have 19 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Geno also had a rushing touchdown. So four touchdowns for Geno, QBR of 91.2. You DK Metcalf, who went off in that game as well. He had six catches for 134 yards and three touchdowns. Smith and Jigba had 62 yards and seven catches. Lockett really didn't do much at 47 yards and five catches. Noah Font had three catches for 43. Should have had a touchdown, but the Cowboys called timeout right before the play. So that touchdown didn't count, and Seattle scored on the next play anyway. And Charbonnet had one catch for 39 yards. As for the defense, Seattle's defense was absolutely useless the entire game. To go through the numbers, Dak had 299 yards and three touchdowns. He also had 23 yards on the ground, but he was sacked four times, had a QBR of 73.4. Uh, Pollard didn't really do much at 68 yards and a touchdown. Lamb at two carries for 30. Dak, I mentioned before, had 23 yards on the ground. To go through the receiving core, though, Lamb was great. Had 12 catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. Could have been an even bigger day. Missed out on some big play uh, opportunities. Had a touchdown go through his hands. Dropped the fourth down conversion play. But point is, Lamb made up for it. And he was able to atone for his previous mistakes by having a big game. Now, Ferguson had 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, with six catches on that play where he kind of mossed Jamal Adams, and that resulted in the recent Twitter beef between Jamal Adams and a couple of reporters. Brandon Cooks had 45 yards and a touchdown, and that was basically it. Now, as for the defense for the Cowboys, they did technically record one sack. It was not on Geno, though. It was a trick play and ended up sacking DJ Dallas, but it was credited to Hankins. But Dallas's defense was really not good in that game at all, but they made enough stops late. 
You saw Bland get an interception, and they forced a couple turnover on downs. So Seattle's offense was great for the majority of the game, but late in that game, it kind of fell apart in some big situations. And as a result, Dallas did win that game by six, but Seattle did cover. So you can make an argument Seattle's in a pretty good scheduling spot, actually, because even though they lost to the Niners a couple weeks ago, you can argue that the Niners are going to be a little bit full of themselves after burying the Eagles last week while the Seahawks had extra prep time for this game because that Cowboys game was on Thursday. So they did have some extra prep time, which might play a factor. Uh, But to go through some of the injury news here, uh, you might see them potentially missing Walker and Charbonnet, who did not practice so far this week. You did not see Jordan Brooks either. So there's going to be a bit of an issue when it comes to the overall depth for the Seattle team, particularly with the running back spot, uh, particularly in that area. But I do think with Brooks being out, that's a pretty big deal. Jamal Adams isn't very good, but he's still their starting safety. He didn't practice on Wednesday either. So a lot of injury concerns for Seattle, both offensively and defensively. And defensively, they got torched. So I do think that you might see the Niners, especially at home, show up and kind of bury this team. Or maybe they're once again full of themselves after beating Philly and Seattle hangs around and maybe loses this game by seven. I'm not picking Seattle to win, though. I think the Niners are clearly the much better team. And Chase Young has really helped to reinvigorate that defensive line, which was struggling for most of the season. But the point is, I do think the Niners should win this game, obviously, because they are the much more talented team and they're very good at home. But for the sake of the spread and the total, it is at 10.5, and and the over-under is at 46.5. And And to go through the first meeting once again, the Niners did win on Thanksgiving 31-13. Seattle's only touchdown of the game was a pick six. So offensively, the team did nothing. Geno at the end of that Cowboys game was getting his forearm rubbed again, which has kind of given him some issues for the last couple of weeks. So I'm not sure how healthy Geno actually is. That might have explained why he was struggling down the stretch. But I do think Seattle's going to be able to score a couple of touchdowns in this game. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were in the Thanksgiving game. Having said that, the defense is horrible, so I am going to lean to the over in this game. I know the Niners scored 31. I think they scored more in in the second meeting, especially at home. So I think the Niners potentially scored 34 in this game. But I do think Seattle's going to score at least 14 points. So I am going to go with the over in this matchup. But I think I'm still going to lean Niners. Yes, I know it's a bad look at it's a bad uh, spot. Uh, scheduling-wise, because it's a prime letdown spot. But you are in a division race with this team, technically. You're three up. If you win this game, the division race is basically over. So I do think the Niners will try to put the a- the uh, NFC West to bed as soon as possible. And as a result, they do think the Niners come out and win this game by double digits. Will it be easy? No. I think Seattle's going to hang around. I think they will have a shot to cover through the back door. Maybe they're down 17 with about two minutes to go. I just think with a compromised Geno, with an extremely banged up running back core, and with potentially being without uh, one of your better linebackers in Brooks and your starting safety in Jamal Adams, I know Adams isn't that good, but still the point is he's a starting defensive player on a unit that's not very good. I just think there's too many questions with this team. I also wonder about morale when you've been kind of cruising for a playoff spot for most of the year at 6-3, and three, and then everything's hitting the fan at once. So I do wonder if Seattle's going to handle the adversity well. And I do think if Debo and Kittle and these other guys, McCaffrey, for example, get loose, I do wonder how much mental toughness Seattle's going to show before completely rolling over. But for me, I am going to go with the Niners, and I am going to go with the over in this game at 46.5. Give me the Niners winning somewhere in the realm of 34-17. I think the Niners are going to get a lot of offensive success 
in this game. And I do think that Seattle's defense is in shambles. The offense, though, I think is better than what it showed in that Thanksgiving game once again. Give me Geno to get together, to put together a couple of drives, maybe in garbage time or not. But I think Seattle contributes enough offensively in order to help send this game over the posted total. So once again, my picks for the Week 14 matchup between the Seahawks and the Niners are going to be on the Niners, minus 10.5 and the over 46.5. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. We're back once again for the Week 15 episode as the Niners are taking on the Cardinals. So until then, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.